Get it again, talking movies, TV. This week we are talking in the house, cult cinema classics uh, with event cinemas. Week number six of the uh, second 2017 program. My name is Mitch. Joining me, part of our geek crew, Matty Gibson. What's doing? Party on, Mitch. Party on! <laughs> it's week number six of uh, this program, which means it's time for Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Wayne's World! Party time! Excellent! sound bites and we can do it oh ourselves. god i cannot imagine listening back i don't want to ever listen to that i'm just gonna let someone else edit this bad boy but yeah 25 years on 1992 wayne's world mike myers <sighs> apparently they um kind of forced him to introduce the character of garth because at the time i forget you now i forget the name of the guy that plays garth um Dana Dana Carvey, Carvey, yeah he was at the time he was the bigger name he was the more bankable actor yeah so they kind of forced Mike Myers, no, no, you've got to include Garth. Yeah. Both in the SNL skits and in the film. And so think, you've got to have... 25 years on, you go up to someone in the street, you know, like... I've always been aware of Wayne's World and the mm. character of Wayne and, and got Garth as well. I had not seen this movie until this program came up, and I thought, you know what? I've I've owned it on DVD for the longest time. It's it's it's, really? it's a thing of me mine. If you haven't heard, in every other goddamn chat we're doing about these movies and everything else we do here on Geek, I own so many movies and TV shows yeah. that I've never seen. You could, I think, you could legitimately like. I know Blockbuster is like going broke, and yeah. there's no video uh, DVD no. shops around anymore. <laughs> I think you could you could open one up. I actually and have could. a pretty pretty substantial library going on. I sat there one day and counted, and I'm like, it's disgusting how many I own that I haven't seen. Wayne's World and Wayne's World Two were two of those movies. Now I saw it was on the program and uh, not able to make the screening this week, so I wasn't going to be able to see it on the big screen with everyone there. But I thought I'm going to go. I'll sit down and I'll watch it. I'll finally crack open that DVD. Brendan, who is part of the geek team here, a long-term friend of mine. We really got together because of our love of football. We started playing footy together when we were 12, but we really became great mates when we were about 14 and 15 because of film. We wanted to make movies. He was making a home movie about superheroes, which I know we've covered before on the show, but it was about superheroes with an Austin Powers twist. And so being that 14, 15-year-old that we were, that Mike Myers humour and that Austin Powers-type humour mm. That was the sort of gear that we were into. Yeah. Well, I think at our age, to us, like both being in our early 30s, you were, I think, eight when this movie came out. No, you were six. six and yeah. I was eight. I was eight when this movie came out. But you're the eldest of, of the children in your family, whereas I'm the youngest. So God, I've, this is such a benefit for you, this whole program. You've yeah. seen stuff because of your older sister. I've sisters. got a four-year-old sister and a nine-year-old sister. Like, there's nine years older than me. Yeah. So, so much of the, the 90s was me watching shows that I was, like, 10 years too young for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this being this being one of them, this grunge, because my, my eldest sister was totally one of these sort of grunge, 90s kind of, you know, quote-unquote slackers yeah. types, you know. So I remember watching this, God, I reckon it would have been 90, <laughs> probably when it came out sort of on home release, so probably 94 or 95 or something like that. Yeah. I, I remember seeing this. And so like you said, even though I was six when it came out, I, I watched this and you see what type of characters they are and what the type of audience that the show is aimed at. You know, even though they don't put a lot of thought and prep into it, they just get there, do their thing, mm. switch off the cameras and they've got this massive cult following within the film. I, I like, I'm like looking at that going, yeah, I, I believe that. I, I understand the world and I understand these yeah. characters and who they are in it and why they're so easily manipulated 
they buy the suits and all that sort of thing. And and that's what I actually really liked the as simple as it was, the simple storyline of this movie mm. was, you know, these 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 guys with such a pure product. It was just yeah. who they were, what they wanted to do with the people they wanted to do it with, and whoever liked it liked it. Well, if, you could almost retell this story in modern yeah. times with their social media stars. Yeah. Their, their Instagram YouTube stars. YouTube video. Their, yeah, YouTubers stars, yeah. or something like that getting their own TV, which is happening. YouTubers mm. are getting their own TV shows. Yeah. But other than that, I it, it's such a weird thing. Like I, I think about Mike Myers and I go, you know what? I, I like Mike Myers. And it's because I was in, really introduced to him through Austin Powers. Yeah, I think you've really got to be into into that 90s, you know, ska, punk kind of, slacker yeah. kind of generation. Uh, Pepsi's Generation X. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. To be into to this sort of this sort of this sort of movie, and also you know obviously be a fan of of SNL because yeah. it's very much SNL. Oh, absolutely! It screams that it's an SNL movie, and and from the '90s as well. Like yeah. what an SNL movie might look like now, or five or even ten years ago, vastly different to this. Even a couple of years after, when you had Night at the Roxbury with Will Ferrell and and uh, see, now there's Chris one I, I still haven't seen. You still haven't seen it. Yes, and see, I I think no that matter was how my... much you and Brendan talk about it, I still haven't got around. <laughs> I, to it we, yet. we that was another movie we impersonated to no end. And <laughs> I think actually that movie was my introduction to Will Ferrell, believe it or not. But I loved that movie. And that was stupid sort of humor as well. And it was very much taken from these characters from SNL. They've given them their own film. But I like that. Again, it probably Mm. hit me a few years later than what Wayne's World had I been introduced to at the time. And that's where I feel like I feel so guilty that I can't help that uh, I was six when this movie came out. But I could have watched this movie so much earlier than being 31 years old. Because unfortunately... While this uh, movie has such a cult following, that's why it's part of this program, I only watched it for the first time this week. I didn't get into it I as can... much as I wanted to. And I, I'm like, what What am I missing out on? I'm clearly not watching it right. I'm, I'm Maybe I'm too tired. I'm not watching it with a big group because <laughs> it has got this great cult following. People will hear Bohemian Rhapsody. What do you think of? Well, you think of that scene from Wayne's World. Yeah, you know? in the Gremlin. Schwing. Just simple little things here and there that's from Wayne's World. Just this pop culture loaded movie. And I'm like, I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't yeah. feel it. No, I can. I think it is probably a group movie. It's a party movie. I think you do need to be sitting around with a bunch of mates watching it. Yeah. Um, watching it back, I find like in a bit when I watched it uh, just this week, it's probably the first time I've seen it since the nineties. Mm. And yeah, I I don't know if it does hold up as much as I thought it would. Mm. It was it was a bit of a slog again sitting on my own at home watching it. It was a bit of a slog to get through it. Um, compared to what I remember of it being so edgy and and fresh sort of comedy style, but that is the nature of comedy is it's it's always evolving and changing depending on on what time you're in. Mm. So it would make sense that it is very much a, a product of the '90s. Yeah. Very interestingly, though, so Mike Myers was one of the writers, but he also wrote it with a writing team of Bonnie and Terry Turner. Now they they were also writers on uh, Saturday Night Live, but they also went on to write and create uh, that '70s show. And Third Rock from the Sun. Wow. Yeah, so the same team that... God, they had a lot of success because yeah. both those series punched at a fair few seasons. Oh, yeah, definitely. And um, and then the director, Penelope uh, Spheris, she directed uh, The Little Rascals. I, I just saw that before big one coming into the room. Kids. God, I loved that movie as a kid. That was so awesome. And uh, just a little just a little shots fired for me is uh, back in the day, she did write one episode of Roseanne. So <laughs> We know how you feel about Roseanne and that's fine. Nothing wrong with that. But there's there are some uh, little enjoyable, just little fun things for me as a movie viewer going back and watching it. Mm. Obviously, Tia Carrera, 
Yeah. Forgot, I forgot how seminal she was in my in my puberty time. Mate, it was, this is only two years before True Lies, yeah. and I watched that very early. Don't let's not let's not pretend yeah. I didn't watch that before. I should have. She was twenty five in this movie. Really? Yeah. I would have even thought younger because she looks like such a pup compared to what she was in in uh, True Lies. And I remember at yeah, True she Lies, was like, like she that was powerful, this, you know, oh, sexy, femme powerful, yeah. Yeah. Deceptive. She had the big woman. shoulder pads. Yeah. And... Oh, man. She, like, yeah, she was a, a, a strange sort of character for me to watch as a child because yeah. I was so attracted to this woman, but I was like, so scared of her I, at the same I'm, time. And... I'm aroused. <laughs> Whatever that means. I'm I'm scare-roused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a great little, uh, one of, one of like, the, the group of four, or I guess you could call it five of the main five of, yep. of um, Mike Myers' group, is um, Michael DeLuise. Yeah, yeah. Son of Dom DeLuise. Yeah. I completely forgot he was in this movie. And I was like, oh my God, it's a Deloise. And I mean, a Deloise makes any movie better. I found myself thinking when I saw the, the group of five together, dressed the way they were with their hair done the way that it was. I'm like, oh, that's right. This movie was made in the late 80s. I'm like, no, 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 it's 92. So you yeah. still got the hangover of the that's of the it. 80s. But then, you know, the 90s are finding themselves as very, well. It's uh, this really weird mix. Very Degrassi Junior High. Yeah, kind yeah, yeah. Of, you know, just on the borderline <laughs> there. Yeah, you're right. It is such a, a product of its time comedy, which makes... I know that in these programs for In the House, they don't have a lot of comedies in them. Even you look back earlier to this this program, Beverly Hills Cop, that's a comedy, but it's also an action film. And mm. I feel like that comedy, it's a very generic brand of comedy. And in a way, like we said when we reviewed that film as well, Eddie Murphy's Axel Foley is a, a character who is very funny. He's not a comedy character in an action film. He doesn't feel out of place. He's just a character that finds the comedy in any given situation. But Mm. it's a very sort of grounded, seriously set film, whereas Mm. this, everything's funny. And I guess I didn't really appreciate exactly what it was until the last act of the film. It's a 90-minute film. It's that last half an hour where it really becomes a proper sort of spoof film where, you know, you've got him begging uh, Tia Carreras uh, for forgiveness to come back to me and he's splashing water on his face and pretending to cry and then a super comes up on the screen and says Oscar scene Oscar yeah. or Oscar bait you know uh, and you're like oh, okay that's them you know winking at the audience and I know a lot of this film too Wayne talks to the audience occasionally he refers to them as if they are a camera crew that's following around other times mm. it's just like oh well there's a there's a box there that he yeah. you know that breaks the fourth wall hey, to. You. and even garth garth does the old you know drops the the fork under the table yeah. and takes the, the camera down with him and mm. talks to the camera and and they're, they're the only two that are aware of it you know yeah. that's in with rob lowe who's such a a sneering classic 90s suit bad guy yeah. you know and apparently he said of, of this film he said this was his uh initiation into realizing that he could do comedy yeah, right. Because up until this point, he was, you know, he was a member of the Brat Pack. Yeah. Um, and he was all about those those drama sort of, you know, heavy sort of sort of John Hughes moves and yeah. movies and that sort of thing. This is the first time someone actually hired him for a for a comedy role. And you think he could probably do whatever he wanted because I was sitting there watching it with my wife who had seen it years and years and years ago. Mm. And he pops up, Rob Lowe, and she says, oh my God, I forgot how handsome he was when he was yeah. when he was younger. Not that he's, he doesn't change that much. Like no. he's, he's one of those Hollywood vampires. But she's like, look at how handsome he is. So he could have gotten any role that he wanted. You know, mm. like he, he even has a, a it, scene where he's sitting there with his shirt off and he's he's all tanned and, you know, he's ripped and things. Yeah. Like he's, he's Rob Gobb down and low in 1992. And suit pulled up past his belly button oh, like where yeah. the waistline is, he still looked like an attractive man. Yeah. <laughs> and not a member of Wham! at all. Like, um, but I, I do feel, especially what you were talking about where the, the way, um, uh, Wayne and Garth are talking to the camera and stuff it kind of if you think about it this is the 90s version of what we got in 2001 with Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back mm. I feel like Jay and Silent Bob are the next generation's version of Wayne and Garth mm. 
You know, they're this yeah, little, you know. That's a that's a, a good way to look at it. Actually, and I did see that when it came out. Actually, and I I think I was thrust into that world, not knowing about the uh, the Kevin Smith sort of world that he'd built with those characters in the previous four films in that series. Not that you needed to see them to appreciate it, but mm. it certainly gave you you know a little bit of oomph to go in there and 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 yeah. to take, I guess, what someone that the genius mind that is Kevin Smith is trying to tell you in these ridiculous situations. So yeah. that's an interesting way. I'd like to well, actually go back and watch that movie and see what I think well, of it now, fifteen years on. Thing. Is Kevin Smith is now doing a Jalen Silent Bob Strike Back sequel? Yeah, He's yeah, doing yeah. another one. So it'd be very interesting to see if, in the same way we feel like Wayne's World doesn't really hold up, yeah, will characters like Jalen Silent Bob hold up in 2017 or mm. 2018? I hope so because I love Kevin Smith so much, and, and he's got his I finger right his... in the pulse about what's going on now. Like he's he's right ingrained in a lot of pop culture. He's still writing and directing stuff all the time. Yeah, he's you know, done he's some DC. Got stuff. his own podcast going on. Oh, he's like got he's, a thousand yeah, podcasts. He's talking all the time. He's very much part of 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 the current world and yeah. and what entertainment is now. So I feel like he could definitely. I think so. The, do it. The Tusk and Yoga Hoses movies, although critically, dis. Bye. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see Yoga. I saw Tusk, and that was yeah. God, that was a weird film. Yeah, Yoga Hoses is is Tusk times ten. Yeah, yeah, it's, I can imagine. It's weird, but if you know, if you get Kevin Smith, yeah, it's really, really enjoyable. Yeah. So I I, I hope that the new Giant Salt Bob movie does well, mm. and yeah, it, it can it can hold up to a to a fresh to a fresh audience in a way that I feel like Wayne's World. Like if if Mike Myers came back now and did a Wayne's World movie. Mm. What would it be? Yeah. Well, it would be really interesting to see what. Yeah, he, for the longest time, he promised an Austin Powers 4. And you think That's Austin right. Powers came out in 97, number two came out in 99, number three was 2002. And even though there was a two year and then a three year gap, he, at one stage, I think one interview, probably just off the cuff, didn't really matter. He said he would like to make those movies every couple of years for the rest mm. of his career. He felt like he could do that because it was his character and he could always, you know, spoof off James Bond but then spoof, you know, the current climate or whatever well, they, the current world is. They still is, do but... it with Shrek every couple of years as a yeah. half-hour Shrek Christmas bonus feature or That's something. That's keeping those checks coming in. But he's otherwise <laughs> disappeared, you know, and he, he's went off, he's, he's directed stuff and I think he's done some documentaries and things mm. and, you know, had even bit parts in far more serious or certainly far different films. Like he had a, mm. a cameo, essentially, in uh, Inglorious Bastards, the Tarantino oh, movie. Really? And that was two. 2009 I feel I like say. ironically Hollywood has been quite hard on him in terms of after Love Guru oh, came yeah, through that, yeah. I feel like no one's willing to let him star in a movie again They're yeah. not, we'll let you we'll give you a little bit part here and there but we're not going to just let you go nuts yeah. then, and look let's be honest and I think I actually took Brendan to that as well because it was Mike Myers man <laughs> I hated that movie that was yeah, that was, was an that was awful tough... aside from the Muriska Hakate Mariska Hargaday <laughs> gag, which had Mariska Hargaday in it. Other than that, that movie was awful. But he's much better than a bad movie. And oh yeah, I even mean, if his, his pluses compared to his minuses are, you know, it's no no contest. Yeah, absolutely. But you raise a good point because if you did bring back, I mean, Wayne's World's one thing, but I haven't even seen the sequel yet, obviously. So I don't know how those two films differed between you know twelve months, but. If he was to bring back an Austin Powers, like those were very much while they were a spoof of you know the sixties and seventies James Bond era, it was also nineties comedy. So, to make three movies over the course of five years, you can have the same style, and get away with it. Now it's been fifteen years since we saw Austin Powers. If he was to bring it back, do they try and replicate that style? Because mm. talking about Kevin Smith wanting to bring back Jay and Silent Bob, we have in the last what two years seen two other classic comedies from 10, 15, 20 years ago come back 
to very little success. And I talk about Zoolander 2, Dumb and Dumber 2 as well. And that was the same as uh, what Zoolander was and what I guess Wayne's World would be or Austin Powers, where you had the same writer-directors, you had the same stars. Mm. Everything about it was the same. It's just, yeah, well, doesn't mean it's going to work. Wayne's World 2, actually, apparently uh, Wayne's World 1, there was uh, a lot of fighting between Mike Myers and the director of, of Wayne's World 1 mm. to the point where he said, if we're doing the second one, she's not coming back. Yeah, and right. And actually had a different uh, different director for that one. But it is, I think it's one of those films. It's 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 a bucket list movie. Like you know, they, for sure. You know, IMDb have their list of you know top one hundred movies that you must see. I would argue, you know, there's lists like that where Wayne's World belongs. Just one of mm. those. You just have to see it. Yeah, if you absolutely. don't enjoy it, it's fine. But it's like it's it's so saturated into into culture, yeah. especially of us kids who grew up in the nineties, yeah. born in the eighties, and and grew up in the nineties, that you just. You have to see it. Oh, I feel like such an idiot for saying that oh, I didn't love it so much because here I am. I'm promoting the movie. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. If you are a big fan of it and you've come to hear to other fans talk about how much they love it, I'm sorry and don't yell at me, don't <laughs> scream, but go see this movie. Regardless yes. of whether you've seen it or not, you should go and see this movie if you're at all interested. Just on the, on the, on the music there, a bit of fun trivia for you. The studio didn't want Bohemian Rhapsody. In the car scene, mm. they wanted the Gunners. They wanted a Guns N' Roses song. Really? And Mike Myers went, no, 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 Queen or nothing. That was another scene that as soon as it came on, I'm like, oh, here we go. This is the Bohemian Rhapsody scene. Yep. And it lasts for about 15 seconds, and then it cuts out to the exterior. You see the car pull up to a yeah. shop. And I'm you like, know, oh, is that it? Boom. Dun, 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 and it just keeps cutting back in and out, in and out of the car. And I'm like, okay, yep. that's why this is fun. And I can imagine watching it with a bunch of mates on the drink or something, going to a cinema, watching it with a crowd. How um how long did it take you to, to recognize who um Wayne's ex-girlfriend was? To be honest, when I saw her from a distance, I'm like, oh, Winona Ryder. And then she got close. I'm ah. like, oh, now it's Laura Flynn Boyle. Yeah. It wasn't until the party scene where Garth is like in line for the toilet behind yep. the fence and she walks up there. I was like, Oh my God, that's Lara Flynn Boyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up until that point, I completely forgot that she was in this movie. And I think even when he was out of focus, but the guy, I don't know the character's name, that runs the diner, but Ed O'Neill. Oh, yep. Obviously at the time, married with children, now modern family, and you just see him sneering down the camera. And you walk up to him and he's like, why is it that when you kill a man in battle, you're called a hero? If you stab a guy in the car park, it's called murder or something like that, you know? And I'm like, he scares the shit out of me, Ed O'Neill. When he's angry, like, he looks like a, a a very dangerous man. So I love just his little input on the film. There were some other wonderful little it-bit characters and cameos and things like that. Mm. The T-1000, Robert Patrick yeah. himself, at the end of the film as a cop, holding up a picture of John Connor saying, have you seen this boy? That's from, like, spoof. This is brilliant. Oh, my God. That was the most I ever laughed in the entire film. <laughs> But uh, yeah, there's just like there's wonderful moments in this. So I just mm. I think I do actually need to revisit this. Maybe you know in a couple of months, and I'll watch the second one as well, yeah. and hey, maybe get all you guys around because I know that Brendan loves it. I know that Reese loves it. And uh, well, as a uh, as a man in his thirties now, uh, watching this movie back, the actual part that made me laugh the most actually made me think of you and Brendan <laughs> and Reese now, who's uh, who's engaged when Mike Myers says, "Marriage is a punishment for shoplifting in some countries." <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, my wife is calling, so... <laughs> Hi, Sarah! Love you! Well, that's week number six of In the House for the uh, second half of 2017. Wayne's World, in two weeks' time, a very exciting piece of the program coming up, Maddie. It's heading into Halloween time that particular mm-hmm. weekend. It's October 27th, so Event Cinema is putting on a double feature horror night. It starts off with Poltergeist and then heads straight into maybe not so horrific Army of Darkness. 
We will see you back here in two weeks' time, October 27th. Poltergeist into Army of Darkness at eventcinemas.com.au. Have all the details. You can find out uh, where a cinema near you is playing the program. Become a Cinebuzz member. Save yourself some money on tickets. Get all the updates about upcoming programs and uh, films just in general. I know some big stuff's been dropping this week. Obviously, Justice League's coming out next month. Star Wars in December. Oh, the big trailer. I know you were, but I had to save it by saving the best till last. An amazing Last Jedi trailer came wow. out this week. Tickets went on sale for Star Wars The Last Jedi at eventcinemas.com.au this week. Jump on board. I'd say secure them soon, and I haven't done it myself, and I know how much we struggle Ooh. with The Force Awakens. We would get on that. We actually do need to get and on that. That's how you know when it's a good film, because we are lucky enough that we get given a lot of um, like media passes to movies and mm. that sort of stuff and get to see them, you know, media screenings at no charge. There ain't none of that for Star Wars. No, no, no. No, we're not. No. We're not that important. The Mouse House doesn't give away free tickets no, for Star Wars, so well, no. we uh, we need to go out there and do what every hardworking cinema watcher does and pay for a movie ticket. And if it's going to be Star Wars: The Last Jedi, I'm not complaining about that yep. because that trailer was amazing, and oh, I'm never yeah. going to watch it again. I think I'm going to try to not watch that again. I think I'm with you there. Like yeah. I've, I've seen it. I mean, I if don't... I go see a movie and it comes on before, I'm not going to oh, run out of the cinema. You're only human. <laughs> Please. I'm going to watch the <laughs> shit out of that. So uh, anyway, jump onto eventcinemas.com.au. Grab your tickets for uh, the next couple of weeks of In the House. An amazing program still to come. Pan's Labyrinth as well. The Warriors. Die Hard 2, of course. Die Harder. Okay, so enjoy Wayne's World this week. We'll see you back in a fortnight time for a Halloween double. Party on. It's Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Party time. Clear. Get into geek.com.